Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Cracker Classics Hi. weekly podcast where these two white guys, me, Joshua, me, Ian, watch an old movie and discuss how it could be viewed through a modern lens. And today, Ian is rudely <laughs> keeping me ignorant, forcing me to act without knowledge. Fix that. This is going to be better than Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Oh, God. Just say that. Yes. The last time you were like, I'm not going to tell you what we're watching. <laughs> it was that. I just wanted to set the scene of what all we get before Ooh. I even say what this movie is. Lovely. So... <laughs> this movie's 1961. Okay. Directed by John Huston. Ah. With a screenplay by Arthur Miller. Okay. It stars Clark Gable in his yeah. last film role. Okay. Marilyn Monroe in her last film role. Oh, shit. Montgomery Clift, Thelma Ritter, <laughs> and Eli Wallach. <laughs> movie's called The Misfits. The Misfits. It apparently takes place in Reno. Marilyn Monroe has just gotten divorced, I believe, and is now in the divorce capital of the world, Reno. You know, we saw Damn. that in some other movie. Uh, yeah, was it The we... Women? No, was it wasn't it? The no, Women. No, it wasn't The Women. It was... Um... Crap. Some, oh, woman, some woman got divorced and went to Reno to yeah, ride yeah, out yeah. the divorce. And I don't remember which one it was. But yeah, I'm just greatly intrigued by this because I'd never heard of it. Yeah. But... Apparently, Clark Gable died, like, two weeks after filming. Oh, shit. This was the beginning of the end for Arthur Miller and Marilyn Monroe's marriage. Yeah. I didn't exactly fully confirm if it was her last movie, but it was 61, so it's definitely at the end. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, Thelma Ritter, divorce in the 60s. Yeah. This Montgomery is... Clift. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah. It says all the uh, the mixings for, it's supposed to be good, but it's still terrible. <laughs> uh, yes. This is, this, this is one of the, this sounds very much like one of those looks good on paper movies. Mm -hmm. But the fact that I haven't heard of it tells me something else. Yeah. Reading up on it, it was a commercial failure when it came out, but it has since gotten more respect and is some sort of a cult classic. That doesn't necessarily bode poorly. Right. It's a, um, I really don't know. We're going to have to watch and judge for ourselves. Ah, uh, very much so. That's what this podcast is all about. It was her next to last movie. Next well, to last one. her last full-length movie. She was in a short called Something's Gotta Give in 62. Oh, okay. So this is her last full-length movie. I'm just intrigued to see Clark Gable and Marilyn Monroe on the same screen. Yeah, that's... I don't that's, think I've um, ever seen that before. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot that is intriguing me. Yeah. Um, for sure. <laughs> I thought this would be really good. Just in general. Yeah. I've been sitting on this for like a month. So we had to do all, you know, our Christmas movies and all that, yeah, that yeah, stuff, yeah. you know. And I'm like, okay. And all the crap I wanted to do. And... When the right time comes, <laughs> we're going to do this. Excellent. So I look forward to decent performances and a good story. And just seeing if it all actually comes together into something good. Well, it's got all the right elements, so... Mm -hmm. But so did the comedy of terrors. Well... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Hard to say. Let's hope this is better than that. Yeah. We'll be back with some intermission impressions and... Dashed dreams, potentially. I have no dreams. They cannot be dashed. Yeah, well, that's... Yeah, I don't... I have mild expectations, but... Yeah. (laughs) Let's call it optimism. We'll go with that. Well, Clark Gable does not make for a believable cowboy. No. (laughs) I don't care if he looks like it. Which he does. At this stage in his life, yes, but no. 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 He also looks older than he is. That's because he's almost dead. Well, yeah. (laughs) But he's 59 and he looks 70. Yeah. (laughs) The end was definitely near. Couldn't really tell with Marilyn though. No, oh. she still looks fine. This is this is an interesting movie. Yeah, I I don't know how I feel here. I can definitely see why it didn't connect with audiences in the sixties. Oh yeah, sixties. Um, it pushes a lot of those things that people weren't quite ready to deal with yet. Then just divorce. Period. Divorce, period. But, like, the reasons for it and the interactions between men and women mm-hmm. and the blood sport. The uh, frank talking. <laughs> yeah. Some of the conversations that we've had here. Is, oh. You didn't have those conversations. No. St- it's <laughs> impressive. <laughs> talking about our hopes and dreams and happiness after marriage. <laughs> and how we feel. <gasps> Heavens. Which... There have been a few lines in here about how people feel and also about how people lie. Yeah. And are we lying about how we feel? Oh, yeah. A little bit. (laughs) But then we have Marilyn, who's like... Really not. Yeah. She's one of the most ridiculously genuine characters I've seen on film. But I still don't believe her. And that's probably just me. Really? I... Maybe it's just Marilyn and her acting in here. Because it's not her best. It's not. You know, it's you could tell she's starting to slip too. Yeah. So I I want to believe her authenticity that she's tr- supposed to emulate, but it's just not doing it for me. <laughs> and so I've got this almost damsel in distress fakeness about her, but it's not uh, yeah, supposed to yeah. be there because she's supposed to be very authentic. Yeah. Compared to everyone else around her. Though, honestly, Thelma Ritter is pretty authentic. Oh, she's choice. Love her. I just love that the best thing that ever happened in her life was getting divorced. Yep. And that she celebrates the anniversary of her divorce. And she's so happy to see her ex and his new wife. Who was her best friend. Yeah. (laughs) It just... It's like, wow. (laughs) Ah, yeah. That is lovely. Wholly unbelievable, but lovely. Uh, I've known a couple of people that were capable of that. Not many. Yeah. But a couple. There is a lot of resigning to situation in this movie. Yes. Everyone seems really content with what has happened in their lives. Accepting. Mm hmm. You know, there's a little bit of emotion, like Eli Wallach's wife dying. Yeah. You know, he definitely had some feeling about that yep and you could see how it's affected his life since yeah but in a traditional fashion every man is 
pawing at Marilyn. Yep. This whole movie is set up to be, it's Marilyn and you want her. Yep. Go get her, boys. Uh, yeah. So now we have Montgomery Clift entering the scene, <laughs> who I swear is gayer than normal. Maybe it's the drinking. Maybe he's uh, just a little older. Maybe. I don't know, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's a little fabulous. And some of the lines that he said about riding balls and being around strong men and stuff, I'm just giggling. Makes <laughs> <laughs> it hard to take him seriously and his mommy issues. Yeah. I'm sorry, if I finally had two bucks to my name, I'm not going to call my mom. No. Especially if mom's like that. Yeah. No. Uh, we are still in... Late 50s, early 60s, though. Like that was expected. Even out west. Yeah. Even in rodeo. Yeah. Type families. Though you kind of got the vibe that mom didn't want him to yep. do what he's doing. He's supposed to be a doctor like Eli Wallach. There's... He lost his ambition, too. Yeah. The west will do that. Yeah. Um, but no, this is... This is a very human movie. Yeah. And there's a little, like, culture shock in here. Because you have Marilyn, who came from the East and is out West and deciding to stay. Yeah. But now she's seeing what more of means. the West. Yeah. And it's, it's just a human reality thing. Was that while wow, Clark Gable had that line, he just said it. If men who are too afraid to die are too afraid to live. Yeah. No, because she's freaking out about yeah. the sight of blood. And he's like, well, it's life. Freaking out about Purse deliberately putting himself in harm's way. And then getting up to do it again when he's injured on his on the first run. Mm -hmm. She she doesn't understand it and kind of relate to that. I, I don't understand why you would do that, for, tear yourself apart for the amusement of others. Adrenaline is a hell of a drug. It is. The possibility of winning a lot of money is a hell of a drug. Well, yeah, that's uh, also true. Yeah. There's a lot to Marilyn's character, though, that I don't... I don't know if it's enough for me. She's not a full person. I don't know. I see what you mean. She's kind of this caricature of the the softy yeah the flighty lives in the moment does everything based entirely on how she feels mm -hmm. but is really great at it all yeah and has that draw that magnetism well that comes with living entirely from feeling true but um, it's almost like Arthur Miller wrote her character as his idealized version of Marilyn. I kind of thought And he... then tried to put in some of that reality of her that he started to learn being married to her. I was going to say... And it just it... didn't really work because he's sort of writing from this point of view of like resentment. Of, I was going to say... not the woman that I married. It very much feels like a dig at her. Yeah. It like, does. Very much feels like a dig at her. He's disappointed that she doesn't appreciate and condone the sorts of violent things he's into. 
which I have no idea if he's into stuff like I that or not. Um, I don't know either, but that whole thing with the rabbit and... Yeah, that was a moment. Yeah. Because she's divorcing her first husband and saying things like, I didn't have agency, basically. He did not care yeah. how I felt or what I said. Yep. And then the same thing's happening with Clark Gable. But she's also not caring what he's feeling or saying. Yeah, he brought that up and that was a good point. Yep. That was a lose-lose situation. Oh, yeah. It just helped that the friend showed up at that moment. <laughs> yep. We can forget about it. Yep. I still don't get why they got together, though. I don't either. Like, it's... I was still confused when he kissed her in the morning. Like, mm -hmm. I thought he was totally creeping on her, and then it was, like, very clear immediately that they'd slept together. Mm -hmm. And I was like, where the fuck did that come from? I think that was Arthur Miller's fault. Because even before that, they were talking about the, the one cowboy with one arm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she was kind of being like, well, where is he? Let's go find him. Yeah. Like, you just got divorced, hon, and you're already looking to land another man. What else was there for women to do in, the day, in that day? So men thought. So mm. men wished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, you're on the market as of 10 minutes ago? Let's go. Oh, uh, yeah. There were a couple of lines that hit me. One was when she said, uh, maybe you're not supposed to believe what people say. Maybe it's not fair to them. Mm. That's a hell of a line. Yeah. Um, isn't it supposed to be fair to them to believe what they say? I, that's... That's what people say anyway. Yeah, exactly. You, know? it's... <laughs> <laughs> you can fall into a circular argument, argument really quickly there. Yeah. <laughs> But it's a valid question. Is it fair to believe people? Because people are notorious liars. Mm -hmm. And their motive for each lie is different. Yeah. It can be, depending on the lie, unfair to not believe them. Or they're telling that lie in such a way that they want you to know that it's a lie or to call them out on the lie. Yep. So then it would be unfair to believe them. But how the fuck are you supposed to know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Had, there's great line from Marilyn right after her divorce. I hate to fight with anybody. When you win, you lose. Yeah. That hit me, because I'm not a confrontational person. Because I don't feel good about it afterwards, whether I've won, quote-unquote, or lost, quote-unquote. Agreed. Conflict avoidant is what my therapist calls it. Ah, well, yeah. <laughs> um, Let's not and say we did. Although I tend to disagree with that assessment personally. I don't avoid conflict. I'm actually eager for resolution. Mm, mm -hmm. And when you have conflict with a winner and a loser, there is no resolution. True. You can't. Have a meeting of the minds when one wins and one loses. Yeah. Doesn't mean you can't be right or wrong. It's just squeakier than that. if it's wins or loses, no one wins. Mm-hmm. Nothing good comes of it. Put that in the context of divorce. Just our approach to divorce in here is very fascinating. Yeah. It's, it's... this background elephant in the room thing. Well, this is very demystifying on divorce, uh -huh. and I absolutely appreciate it for that. 
And that's why it didn't do well. It was something people needed to hear in the mm-hmm. six in the early sixties, and it <laughs> basically they didn't how wanna. Di- it's showing how divorce is a win. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. That's not right. It's not supposed to be. <laughs> oh, but it is. Uh, oh, it can be. Yeah. One of the other things I wrote down that really bugged me was how excited Clark Gable got when Marilyn said she never finished high school. Yeah, what was that about? Ooh, she's dumb, easily manipulated. I guess. That's how I read it. And then she called it out right away about you don't like educated women. Yeah. And his response... I don't remember what his was response it? was. It was something like... Um, now, he didn't use the word, but... It, the impression it conveyed to me was that education was akin to indoctrination. Oh, um, the the rural cowboy way to yeah, go. Yeah, the whole... You, you don't need to have brains to be a success. You just need to know how to work with your hands. Something like that, Basic, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the sooner you realize that, the less time you're going to waste... In school. ...getting an education. Yep. Okay. Then explain Montgomery Clift. He doesn't seem the smartest in here. You know, we've just seen no, a little bit of him, so I had to build a house that was weather tight. That wasn't Montgomery Clift. Oh no, wait, you're right. I got I'm not questioning Eli Wallach. Yeah, no, 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 I got him crossed here. with Eli Wallach there for a minute. Because he's actually Apologies. pretty damn smart in here. Yes, he is. Um Yeah, Montgomery Clift is He seems more damaged than dumb. Yes. He's been knocked on the head five too many times yeah. and has an abusive father. Mommy issues, whatever. Yes. So now he drinks and rides bulls. And and that that's what makes Clark's words kind of ring hollow. Because it's not that he's afraid of death. It's that he's using that edge of death to escape from his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you question if he's actually living life or... Avoiding life so much that he's getting close to death. Well, there's, like you were saying, that adrenaline. That It's a hell of a drug. And like any drug, its primary purpose is to avoid what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. Um, To avoid the drug of reality. (sighs) If only reality was a drug. Um, Oh, but it is. uh, You just don't like it. (laughs) Side effects are not fun. Well, the come down side effects is... of any drug are not fun. <laughs> well, I don't know. Depends on the drug and your how you are with the side effects. You know, there are a few I like, but uh... oh no, I have the munchies and I want to take an F. I hate these side effects. There are other side effects. I uh, weed gives me anxiety, so I understand that. Yeah, that's a, I've dealt with that before. It didn't used to. It does now, and that's why depends I don't on the smoke strain. Anymore. Uh, nope, it all does. I think. I've tried. I've tried. <laughs> I would have it, and then I don't, and then I would again, and and, and each person is different. Like exactly, you know, that's the thing. You don't, don't knock other people's choices because you can't know why they're making them. Mm-hmm. You can question, but don't condemn. Well, shall we go question more of this movie? Anything's better than wages. Well, (laughs) 
Uh, that was that was the other line I wrote down because mm. it made me chuckle because I am very much anti wages. Yeah. As well. Uh. <laughs> Just because I do it all the time doesn't mean I support it. <sighs> yeah. That's a conversation for another movie, though. <laughs> Gosh. I don't know. It's um not inappropriate for this one. No. But we'll be back with a little more with our curtain call. And more bulls. Oh, Riding them. Mm. <laughs> uh, get your face messed up. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to do that to me today. I didn't know I was going to do that to you today. <laughs> oh, fuck. What did I do to you today? Oh, that... Oh, wow. That, that's a hell of a movie. I, I've, go, go ahead, because I don't know how I feel here. No? Go, go ahead. Hey, man, there's a depth to that movie that I wasn't sure existed in that time. Well, at that time, yes. I just don't know if the depth is the right depth. What do you mean by that? Uh, it tries mostly well, especially for when this was in the early 60s. But I don't know. I'm left feeling very conflicted here, and I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not. I think it hit. Right well, where it needed to. Tell me how it hit. It's very much the old world adapting to the new. Okay, I got that. Trying and, to adapt to the well, new. Well, trying to hang on to the old and realizing that it can't. Trying to do both. Yep. Trying to adapt to the new while still hanging on to the old. And in the end, ending up with nothing? No, just recognizing that what you knew is gone. And that you don't know what... You gotta find another way You don't know what it is that there is now. As Gay said, I gotta find me a new way to live. Yeah, I I understood that. But he also is giving up Marilyn at the end here. And he still does not like anyone telling him what to do or how to lead his life. Which is why he cut all the horses free. Well, he's still... He... Comes from a place where he knew what to do to be free. Right. Found himself in a place where doing that is no longer free. But what made it not free anymore? She did. She did. And she's leaving now, yes? I don't think so. I'd say I was confused by that. She says, I'm leaving. I'll leave tomorrow. Yeah. Clearly, I cannot tame your wild heart because you don't want me to. And then he took her under his arm. Okay. She was ready to go because she felt that he would no longer be interested in her because she had brought him to that painful point. Mm hmm. And he's kind of all right with it. He doesn't like the fact that he was forced to it. Right. Because she essentially did force him to it. But he understands. At least that's how I'm reading it. Okay. I've Yeah, the whole ending here, I've left very... I don't know. I'm... 
I don't really have an opinion one way or the other. Like, I don't think this sucks. I'm also not profoundly affected by it either. I guess I'm just confused. I kind of am. Yeah. I think this, yeah. This is... And it's not a, I'm confused, what the hell story did you write here, Arthur? It's more of a, I'm confused at life kind of thing, which I think (laughs) is how I'm supposed to feel at the end of this. Yeah, yeah. Very much so. Even though the part of that is from story confusion, and I don't get exactly how we've ended. Because I did not get the vibe that everything's okay, I'm still going to keep you I around. don't know that everything's okay. And everything's definitely not okay. But I do think that they now have the necessary understanding of each other to move forward. To make it work? Whether it's to make it work or to part amicably. They at least understand to move forward in a way that's going to be better for them, whatever that outcome is, yes. be it together or apart. Well, it's, I, I think Purse caught it, or summed it up best. It's nice to have met you, Rosalind. Yeah. And he actually met her instead of just being around her gawking and... That's true. He met her. He didn't interact with his idea of her and call it good. He actually met her. Mm-hmm. And I think now Gay and Rosalind actually know each other. Whether that will see them together or not is a little ambiguous. Doesn't matter for the story. Doesn't really matter, no. Because the whole way through here, you kind of got the vibe of, why are you together? Are you actually together? Is it, what is this? Yeah. Oh, I guess you are a, a thing. It's not going well. <laughs> but yeah, in the end, the however their relationship turns out, it doesn't matter. Yep. It was about that journey of finding out who each other are and yep. then proceeding accordingly. Huh? Now they're just following the light home. From the darkness. Because mm-hmm. it was apparently dark at this point. <laughs> oh, these old day to night bullshit. Like, it sure didn't work in no. this. Because it, it may as well have been daytime the whole way. Well, it was, but we're supposed to suspend disbelief. At some point in there, there were a couple evenings. Maybe. That whole drunken conversation and drive home was supposed to be in the dark. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. Montgomery Clift spills his guts. Yep. Apparently he had a great dad. It was a stepdad that was the piece shit. of shit. Yeah. yeah. And that changed. Swooped mom. in, took advantage of his mother's grief and used it to steal the farm mm-hmm. essentially. And that that's a thing of of life. Things started okay and then it changed. And that was a nice reflection of Clark Gable in this story of well, things were alright, but then they changed. Yep. Started getting that flip side of divorce. Once Thelma Ritter left and we never saw her again, all of a sudden divorce <laughs> did not seem as rosy. Oh no, it got super dark. I wanted her to come back. <laughs> I really wanted her back. They kind of needed her. Uh, no, not for where we had to go. True. Oh. I have a question, though. Okay. Does Clark Gable's kids actually exist? We never yeah. see them. We don't see them. 
I think in the end, yeah, they do, given I think how they this do. movie went along. But for yeah. a minute there, you know, he goes back and said, well, where are they? Where are they? I wanted you to, to meet them, blah, blah, blah. It just felt very fake. It felt like well, it's he was trying he was... to have a backstory. Yeah. But in the end, it was just the reality of it, of, well, there's reasons we only see you once a year, Dad. Yep. No, we don't want to see the friends that you're currently drinking with all the time. Yep. You don't need to show us off to them. We will not be props in your little fantasy world. Because we have been for long enough. Yep. Now you have new props in your fantasy worlds. <laughs> and oh shit, you found out one of them's real. They're Fuck. all real. <laughs> I mean... Well, yeah, but how often do you actually find out? Kind of found out with Eli Wallach, too. <sighs> To a point. Ultimately, I don't think he was real. No? I mean, he, in so much as anyone's real, but he wasn't... He didn't come to the same place that they did. Well, no, because he didn't have to. He was not as complex. Uh, he did not have the same hurdles to deal with. Because his hurdles were more outright grief from 20 years ago that he may or may not have fully dealt with. He didn't. No. Judging from that picture and seeing that yeah. photo being moved and still out, despite him not living in that house. Yeah. You know, that had an effect on him. But it's still a real thing to have stuff like that going on inside you and not really do anything about it. Yeah. Because for the most part, you're in a place where it's all right with you. You've made your peace with that. Whereas Clark and Marilyn didn't have not made peace with some things yet. And we got to see that. I think there's a difference between making peace and living despite. True. And I think Eli Wallach was the latter. He's leaving just living despite. Yep. Partly because what else are you going to do? Get to peace. <sighs> but that's a lot of work that a lot of people don't want to do. Sometimes it's impossible to do that work. It's never impossible. It's well, well, often incredibly uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, and he was never one for going outside of comfort. Yeah. He was still going to do what he wanted to do and be the free man that he wanted to be. He was still living under the illusion of freedom. Just because he didn't have wages. Yep. He defined freedom in a way that allowed him to believe he was, whereas ultimately gay realized that he could no longer be free in the same way. Mm -hmm. What worked before no longer did. And I mean, it's hard to talk about freedom when a pretty lady walks in and all of a sudden every man is no longer free. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's that subplot in here. Well, I... Straight that, from Arthur Miller's psyche. That male sex drive is incredibly confining. Well, I, I, it doesn't have to be. <laughs> it doesn't. But in but the it's... early 60s in the West, it most definitely <laughs> was. Well, especially since you couldn't talk about it. And society was structured in a way that let you get away with unconscionable behavior. All it was was pretty lady, do what you want. Yep. Only pretty lady. Only lady. And only the pretty ones, do what you want. And only the ones that weren't spoken for. How dare you touch another man's property? That's true. Um, 
with the whole divorce yeah. thing in here, it makes it all of that okay. Well, the, because the, you're on the market again. The bar scene with the paddle ball too. The random patron grabbing Marilyn's ass. That's true. Sorry, I couldn't help it. Doesn't matter. That's my lady you just touched, so mm-hmm. I'm going to punch you. And for the record, you can help it. You just choose not to. Yeah. It was a great line in here from Marilyn in the second half. I had to write it down. Maybe you're not supposed to remember anybody's promises. Yeah. I like that one, that too. Would, wow. <laughs> that one kind of got to me. And, and I get, we had this talk from the first yeah. half of honesty and what people say to you. And is it fair to not go along with people's lies and <laughs> shit? You know, it's the difference between a promise and a lie. Not much if the promise isn't fulfilled. Exactly. But if you remember the promise and it doesn't get fulfilled, does that make it a lie? Or is it your fault because you are the one that remembered the promise? But on the flip side, you made a promise to another person. <laughs> Just because you forgot it doesn't mean you didn't make it. Why the fuck would you forget a promise that you made to a person? Oh, there's all kinds of reasons. I <laughs> Mostly that you didn't intend to follow through on your promise in the first exactly. place. Exactly. <laughs> it was bullshit to begin with. And in this, like, context situation, people getting, like, close to each other, or at least under the impression that they're getting close with each other's authentic selves, you would think a promise would make a bigger deal. Granted, in that, she wasn't talking about them in in this context. I think she was talking about her ex. Yeah. But still, just bringing that up made my brain go, oh, God, people and promises. Oh, promise is just a well-decorated lie, isn't it? I did like the analogy with the trap and Mustang as related to her dancing in the dance halls. Oh, yeah. You know, when you started it, it was just about the dancing, and then you realized how well you dance doesn't matter. They're just there to look at you anyway, Mm -hmm. and... It's the same thing, and your wrangling horses, ultimately, how well you do it doesn't matter, just that they can sell the meat. Yep. That's a rough realization for anyone to deal with. <sighs> yeah. It's, ugh, you can be the best at something, but if you don't produce the result that other people want, what does it matter? If you'd like to buy our meat, oh, we God. have a Patreon page. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was right there. It kind of was. Yeah. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Cracker Classic. We've been dancing for you, so. Stop ogling and putty out. Putty Ladies out. Church Auxiliary. <laughs> Ladies Church Auxiliary. <laughs> uh. I wanted more of that old lady. She had an interesting um, Christian-y perspective out oh, west. Oh, yeah. And, uh, so Christian. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. But I wanted to see her interject a little more into what was going on. Just... Uh, well, I think she illustrated the, the Christian ethic rather well. It's, I mean, she did say all she needed to say, right? Yep. If we didn't say what you thought we needed to say, you can email us, crackerclassics at gmail. That made sense, right? Sure, we'll go with it. Okay. 
So I feel about this movie right now. Yes, it made sense. We'll go with it. We also have a website, crackerclassics.com. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.